people a couple minutes to get on. Uh, what's up, Dre? Uh, once you get on, uh, go ahead and uh, share it if you don't mind. Yep, go ahead and share. What's up, Chandra? How are you? Let me know where you're watching from. See some Northwest Arkansas people. Uh, and I'll be looking back and forth because I got it going on my personal page as well. So uh, and I'll try to stay centered within these uh, two phones. Hey, T-Punk. Um, there we go. And... I'm excited to share the word with you guys. I look forward to Wednesdays uh, for the opportunity to share the word. Uh, 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 yes. There we go. Hi, Pastor. Oh, wait. I'm, is it Jamila? I always uh, get your uh, name wrong. Hey, Miss Thomas, we'll go that way. Uh, hey, Miss Russell, Justine, Jamil, how are you guys doing? Hope you guys have had a great day. We got a couple more minutes, uh, and then we'll get started right at 8.30. That way we respect your time. By the sounds of it, my little creatures aren't asleep right now, so we may have a, a visitor, or we may not. I'm not sure yet, uh, but thank you so much, guys, for joining. Uh, you guys can uh, share it. Uh, that would be great. And as we wait, I just want to invite you guys, if you don't have a church home already, we're you are more than welcome to join us at Fellowship of Champions. We are a church teaching you to walk in love, live by faith, and experience God's prosperity in every area of your life. So if you're looking for a place to come and get get the word, Bible-based word, practical word that'll challenge you to do better, and a group of uh, partners, or a lot of people say members, we call them partners, uh, who will challenge you to live your best life, then Fellowship of Champions, it's definitely, it may be a place for you. So check us out. We're located in Fayetteville, Arkansas. So uh, definitely check us out. It's 829. And so we're going to get started. I think the game is on, so I think people's... I'm not a basketball fan, so... But I think I saw some people making uh, some comments. So we just finished up uh, praying for our Pastor Edwin uh, for the last 24 hours on the hour that God will do something in his life that wows him and also wows the partners of our ministry. And so it's been 
uh, pretty cool to pray every hour uh, for something so specific so that God will be able to perform in our lives what he desires to do. And that's to wow, to amaze us. And that that's our expectation uh, is for that to happen. So it's 8.30, so we're going to get started. Um, tonight we're going to be talking about, um, we're going to come from Luke, and we're going to be talking about, bid unto me according to thy word. Uh, Dad, you're in, are you still in Louisiana? Uh, I'll I get you one of these shirts, uh, Dad. I, I got you covered. I, I, I got to connect. I'll see what they got left. Uh, you're going to have to text me what size you want. But what we're going to talk about tonight is be it unto me according to our word, according to your word. Uh, coming from Luke when the angel Gabriel had visit, visited Mary, um, and it said, and we'll read the scripture real quick. It'll probably be the only scripture I actually read, and then we'll just kind of go from there. Uh, it says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Uh, Mary was greatly troubled at this, these words and wondered what kind of greeting this may be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. Uh, and so we'll, we'll kind of stop there. And so, so just to kind of give you a picture, so Mary's a virgin. She's a young teenage girl. And so at this point, she's uh, engaged to be married to Joseph. And so Gabriel comes to her and says, hey, Mary, uh, you're highly favored. You're blessed ab above all women. And uh, you're going to have a baby. And so if you can only imagine in Mary's mind, she's like, okay, uh, first of all, why are you calling me highly favored? What, what's going on here? What's the trick? Because it says the angel had to comfort her so that she wouldn't be afraid. Uh, and so it goes on to say, hey, I come in good tidings. Don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. One of the first things that God does when he gives us a word about our lives is that he reminds us who we are in him. And so he was like, Mary, check this out. You're favored by God. You have everything that you need. Don't be afraid. He's setting the stage. Be at peace. God got your back. He's setting the stage because he's about to give Mary some information that's about to rock her world. And so in verse uh, 31, it says, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. Verse 32 says, he will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. And Mary asked the question, how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? And for many of us, that's where we have the problem. The Lord, it's not that we don't hear God. It's not that we, we don't hear the Holy Spirit speaking to us. The problem is when we, like, we ask God, God, how will this be since I am broke? How will this be since I don't have a degree? How will this be since 
I don't have the qualifications. How will this be since I am a black woman? How will this be since whatever fill in the blank? How will this be because I was a drug addict? How will this be because I had many, many sex partners before and who would want me? How will this be, God? And it says the angel answered, and we'll we'll get there. The angel answered. And so, first thing first, Mary had to understand that she was favored by God. And you're favored by God. The scriptures goes through over and over. In Psalms 84 and 11, you can look it up. It talks about how you're favored by God. In Ephesians, it talks about how God chose you. He adopted you. It was God's ideal to make you the righteousness of God. And so you are favored the same way Mary is favored. But how will it be? How will I purchase this house this year, God, when my credit score is 500? How will I go to school, God, when I've already maxed out on loans and, I, and I've been arrested and I'm a felon and I can't even get student loans from the government? How will it be? And it says, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Then verse 36, it says, even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age and conceive. And then verse 37 says, for no word from God will ever fail. This is Mary. Mary is now reminding herself, all right? Mary setting herself up to, to, to understand how will this be? Because the first thing Mary had to do was to agree with God. Uh, and, at the beginning of the year, Pastor Evans said he heard three words. He said agreement, alignment, and advancement. And so I'm going to walk us through that a little bit. So the first thing Mary had to do was to agree with God. Agreeing is simply becoming of same opinion or a consent to do what is suggested. So Mary said this, God, God, I agree with you. I am in the same opinion as you, and I consent to do what you are suggesting to be done in my life. That was agreement. That was a mental shift that she took in her life. And so she, and, and the way that she does it, she reminds herself in verse 37. Okay, God said that I, a virgin who have never slept with a man, I'm going to have a baby and he's going to be Jesus and he's going to be the savior. But how will this be? And then verse 37, she says, for no word from God will ever fail. We have to always remind ourselves that no word from God will ever fail. We got to remind ourselves that God isn't new to miracles. God isn't new to what's happening. God isn't new to making something out of nothing. See, the problem is God isn't new to it. Jesus isn't new to it. The Holy Spirit isn't new to the miracles. We are, our soul is the new kid on the block. It is the only person that's not familiar with creating something out of nothing. It is the only part of the whole thing that's, that, that doesn't understand and can't conceptualize how I can walk out in darkness and say, let there be light in the entire universe that I created then becomes illuminated. Our soul is the only thing that doesn't understand it. And so that's why our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions, our imagination, our intellect. God says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. He says, follow after the spirit so that you will walk 
If you walk after the Spirit, you'll fulfill the things of the Spirit. God is trying to set us up that if we live in our spirit, then our spirit man will cause us to understand what it means to live in the miraculous, what it means to be wild on a daily basis, what it lived, what it means to be amazed at how great God is because God isn't new to this. God isn't new to this. The Holy Spirit isn't new to this. So the only thing that's new to the miracles, the only thing that's new to a, a virgin having a baby, the only thing that's new to the uh, the Red Sea being crossed, the only thing that is new to dry bones being breathed in and living again is our soul. And so where the work comes is us reminding ourselves of what God has already said that we can have. It is where the work comes is that aligning ourselves, which means when we align ourselves, so agree is to consent, is to become of same opinion, is to, be, is to consent to do what's suggested. But alignment requires movement. Alignment requires us to become in a perfectly linear position with God. Alignment is the action that's followed by agreement. So if I, let me give you this example. Your car, you're driving your car, right? And it's shaking when you push on the brakes. You get to a stop sign, it shakes. You get to the, uh, you're going down the highway at 55, you straight, you good. But the moment you hit 60, stuff just started moving. Uh, and so what happens is, I call Firestone. You call your local uh, dealer who works on your mechanic. So I call them and they tell me, I need an alignment. I need this to happen. And we agree to bring my car in. I'll come in Thursday at two. That's the agreement. And a lot of us agree with that God is good. We, we are of the same opinion. We agree that God is good. We agree that God will bless us. We agree that God will do what he said that he would do. We agree that God is an awesome savior. We, we agree on those things. But the problem is you just don't get to agree to, to it, but you got to align yourself to it. And what alignment does, it takes physical movement to get yourself there. So if I agree to take my car to Firestone, uh, that agreement doesn't change anything. That agreement doesn't fix my car. It is not until they begin to move, tamper with, adjust, uh, and, and, and I think John 15, it talks about cut away some things. It's not until they begin to do those things that alignment begins to take place because agreement alone doesn't cause advancement. It must also have alignment where I begin to physically move in accordance to what God has called me to do. It's called obedience. Obedience is evidence of alignment. I am making myself one with God and you can't tell where God ends and I begin because I'm in perfect alignment with God. And so that's what Mary was doing. She was aligning herself. She says, for no word of God has ever failed. And she says, I am the Lord, Lord's servant. So what she did, she humbled herself to understand, number one, God's word doesn't fail. Number two, I'm a servant from God. And then she said the magic words, may your words to me be fulfilled or bid unto me according to your word. At that point, 
And it talks about at that point, the angel left her because at that point, Mary had agreed and though, and at that point she had physically in her mind completed the process of faith to align herself with what the word says. And so the, the Holy Spirit could then overshadow her, impregnate her and advance her to the place that God told her she could be. But it, if Mary would have just said, okay, God, I agree to that. That's good. But never said yes. Yes is alignment. Yes, God. You said I can make more than $40,000. Yes, God, I'll apply for every job I, I see that's more than $40,000 so I get one. That's alignment. Yes, God, you said I could be healthy. Because here, here's what agreement looks like. Agreement looks like this. I agree that uh, as humans, we should consume about 2,000 calories a day. I agree with that. I, I'm of the same opinion uh, of that. I consent to uh to what is suggested i consent to it but the problem is there's no alignment to it you aren't moving you're not changing your diet you're not saying yes to 2000 calories your your agreement is only a a a uh, your agreement is only of same opinion but it doesn't move you you have no faith in the fact that if I want to lose weight, I have to begin to align myself with a diet that is in agreement with me losing weight. So I can't just say, God, I want to be uh, thinner. God, I want to be healthier. I agree to be healthier, but then I never do anything. I never align myself with what a diet, what, what exercise, or what, what the doctor says. And a lot of us agree with doctors. Yeah, doctor, I got high blood pressure. And our agreement, what we want is the easy way out. We want to take the medicine when, when all we had to do was lose the weight. Why? Because alignment requires work. Alignment requires pruning. Alignment requires us to cut away some things. Alignment requires us to move into a perfect line with God so that the advancement that he desires for our life may occur. And so, and Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So if you notice, God reminded us of who we were. He told us that we we're his favorite child. When God comes and tells you those words, he's, he, he reminds you that you have already you have been specifically engineered for such a time as this. There is nothing that you are lacking. God is not new to miracles. Holy Ghost is not new to miracles. Jesus is not new to miracles. And therefore, I am not new to miracles because the Holy Spirit lives in me and causes the love of God to be shed abroad in my heart. And I understand the depth, the width, the height, of his love and I conceptualize things not based off my flesh and my senses, but because I walk after the spirit, I fulfill the things of the spirit. So miracles and, and being wild are daily occurrences in my life because I choose to walk after the spirit. It says, God always gives us a word. Um, and I'm just going through Mary's thought process. It says a lot of times we get hung up on that how. We look at ourselves. Uh, anytime you begin to look at yourself, you already have disqualified yourself from what God has said. Because any, because when curses a man that make his flesh his arm, I have, I don't have the ability to produce what God said I could have. So a lot of us, and Mary could have disqualified herself. Mary, Mary could have been like, "Hey, Jesus, look, look, I ain't slept with no man." 
So I hear what you're saying, and I, I, I think it's possible, but I don't know nothing about that. And she could have disqualified herself simply because she could have ended by looking at her flesh. We are become way too sensual in the sense that we depend on our senses to determine what I can receive from God. Tell yourself, my senses have nothing to do with God. What I see, what I hear, what I taste, what I feel, what I can touch, they have nothing to do with God. Because God doesn't need you to see to be healed. God doesn't need you to hear to be healed. What God needs you to do is align yourself through faith and believe what the word says. And the other thing is we don't bet on ourselves. You got to trust the Holy Ghost that lives on the inside of you. You got to trust that God loves you enough that he's not going to set you up to fail. God isn't this God out here that's a taker. He isn't this God out here that's going to set you up only to disappoint you. And a lot of times we don't want to chase God because we don't really know if God's going to be the one that keeps me because we think God is the same one that caused me to have a wreck to teach me the lesson. You can't trust a God that if you think he's going to wreck your car one day and then rescue you the next day, I mean, you, that's a hard God to trust. What you got to know is this. That those who come to him must believe that he is and he is a re he's a rewarder. Those who come to him must believe, John 10, 10, I've come that you may have life and that life more abundantly. It is the enemy that comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. And so what we got to believe that because you will never be able to always trust God if you think he's going to do something bad. Self-reflection makes us afraid. Once again, Mary said, how God? How would this happen? That's good, Dad. Learn to bet on the Holy Ghost on the inside of me. So self-reflection makes us afraid. Self-reflection causes us to begin to look at what we have as our source. And the other day, I was talking to God in... Uh, and we'll, we'll go there. Um, I, I got some more fleshing out of this to do, but we, we'll talk about it briefly. A lot of us have become so reliant on resources and not the source. We have become so reliant on the stuff that we've been blessed with instead of staying focused on the person that blessed us to have it in the first place. That word source, that, that word means a person or place or thing from which something comes or can be obtained. It it's the originator. Or in, in our in our definition, it's the gener generative force. It's the force that generates things. That's what the source is. That word resource, if you take the word re re means to do over and over again. It's again and again or a backward type motion or to indicate a withdrawal from something. So God is our source. And what has happened is when God blesses us, those are resources. Or in other words, those are reflections or those are backward motion. That's backwards energy coming from God to produce in the earth something to bless us with. So a resource is simply a, 
outpouring from the generative force God into our lives. But what happens is we begin to focus so much on the source, the job. We begin to focus so much on the resource, the bank account. We begin to focus so much on the resource, a person. We begin to focus so much on the resource that we begin to try to make our withdrawals from the resources, but the resources were never the generative force or the originator that causes this thing to even exist. Think about a river. It has a mouth. It has a it has a it has a source. And from every river there's a creek. The creek could be considered a resource. And at any moment, depending on what happens in nature, what happens with movement, that resource could dry up. So the little creek that used to run along the river that you used to go get water from, it may not be there always, but the river will stay there because the river is the source. But we get so dependent on the resource, we build communities, we build houses, we build generations around a resource. And as a human mankind, we become totally dependent on a resource. And when that thing dries up, we find ourselves lost because we stop believing in the source, the generative force, which is God himself. That's why people uh, get so depressed and so sad when they lose a job. They get so depressed and they get so sad when people leave them. They get so depressed and they get so sad when God gives them a word but they can't see how to come to pass because the, uh, their eyes are not on the source. The generating force that has the ability to create anything from nothing. God, the only help God needs from you is your yes. That's all the help God needs. He doesn't need your bank account. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't need your degrees. He doesn't need anything other from other than your yes. All I need is an alignment. All God needs is alignment, but we got to stay focused on the source and not on the resource. A resource is simply a reflection or a bending backwards of the source itself. That's what the resource is. So I have to see through resources and maintain a focus on the source so that I will understand that even if this resource dried up, I'm not without. Why? Because the source will always exist. Think about it. When uh, and when he had Elijah uh, going out, he's, Elijah declared the drought, right? And he said, hey, this is going to be a drought. And God told him to leave. And he says, Elijah, I'm going to call this brooks and this, these ravens to sustain you. They will bring you meat and bread in the morning and meat and bread in the evening because that is a resource. That is a reflection of the source because the source generated a force that called a manifestation in the earth called the resource to sustain Elijah while he was in the wilderness. But that resource dried up. But Elijah didn't trip because the, 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 the faith was in the source. And so he said, hey, I'll call, the, I'll call a widow woman now to sustain you. And so Elijah went and the widow woman sustained him. And when he got to the widow woman, she was about to fix her uh, last cake and die. And so we, Elijah could have been like, now, Father, what in the world's going on? But he said, 
fix me a cake first. That's not, we're not going to get hung up there, but you got to be willing to move. Elijah stayed aligned with God. So alignment may mean living in one place today and moving to another place tomorrow. Alignment may mean breaking up with this guy right now because he really ain't boo or she really ain't boo. Alignment may mean taking a job that you don't even understand how you qualify for, but you apply for it anyway. Alignment may mean stop eating this, but God, this doesn't bother me, but stop eating this. Alignment is simply a yes that moves you to action that gives the word a place to advance in your life and manifest the thing that God desires for you to have. It says, and we're still talking about source and resource. My faith must always be in the source, the originator, the generating force, and not in the resource. Resources are not original. Resources were not in the beginning. Resources have no creative force. Resources are only reflections from the source. And if you know anything about a reflection, depending on how, how what light looks like, what moves around, a reflection can be here now, but be gone later. But as long as I have my eyes on the source, I am not concerned about resources. That's why God says, how do you think the birds of the air, they don't worry. I mean, the animals, they're not concerned. And, and how much more do I love you than them? I like that. That's a good word, Pastor. You don't always understand, but you can always obey. And you're like, well, I don't get that. Yes, you do. You go to work. And your boss asks you to do this. Half the time, if we honest with ourselves, we don't even care about understanding at work. We just want the paycheck. You know what? I don't know why my boss got me doing this. This don't make no sense. I don't even agree. I can't tell you the number of times I have done something that I may not even agree with uh, that my supervisor has asked me to do. But I did it anyway. Because at the end of the day, we can obey words from man so easily because we see that tangible check. But it's so hard for us to obey God sometimes, not because obeying God is difficult, because our faith is not in, we have so much faith in what we can see, which requires no faith, uh, because you can see it. I mean, there, I don't need faith to believe that I'm looking at uh, a phone. I can see the phone. You know, and so faith is, is is required when what you desire can't be physically seen or even physically produced by you. It causes you to step outside of trusting you and trusting God. Yeah, resources are not original. Why settle for resource? It says when my faith is in a resource, it takes glory from the source. What happens is when we begin to put our faith in a resource, we take we make a resource our God. And we can't have any other gods before us. It shifts my trust and reliability from the generative force creator God to a tangible reflection of his power in the form of a resource. It, it causes me to make a resource my God. It causes me to believe and rely on and have peace and the return of a withdrawal from the source. So anytime I choose to make a reflection, the thing I count that I 
put my trust in, I am always subject to failure because a resource only exists because a source created it. So at any time that source moves, any time that source speaks to something different, any time something, even in the natural, causes that resource to dry up, then if my faith was in that, then I feel hopeless and I feel like I can't make it. I feel depressed and the enemy drags me down through this craziness of depression and possible thoughts of suicide because I was putting everything I had in something that wasn't original. Say, my faith is in the original. My faith is in God. Resources, in essence, are temporal. And I think if you begin to look at resources as temporal, it'll help you understand that you, that is not meant to be there always. Your job right now, I like my job right now. It pays me well. I, I mean, I enjoy getting to do what I, I get to do. But if they called me tomorrow and said that I was I didn't have a job anymore, then I got I got some decisions to make. But because my job isn't my source, I was looking for a job and I found this one. I found another one uh, as I go, and the Lord will sustain me until it happens. Well, Ralph, how how will you know the Lord will sustain you? Because here's the thing, when you put your faith in God, he will ensure that you have enough and you will not run out until your provision shows up. So let's get back to Mary. Um, so Mary said, behold, uh, be unto me according to your word. A lot of times when uh, we, we mess up the process, we try to chart out our process for ourselves on how we're going to accomplish the task in, our, in and of ourselves. Uh, simple answer, you're not designed to understand everything in your flesh. Holy Spirit, how will we do this? And the Holy Spirit doesn't always give you every step that you need. The only thing that you need to do today is say yes for what he asked you to do today. And then on Thursday, you say yes to what he asked you to do on Thursday. It, you won't always get the whole picture. We grow concerned about barriers. Mary could have got caught up with that whole virgin thing. Uh, she could have got caught up with how how uh, everything would have looked. She'd been engaged. She having the possibility of being put to death. She having all these things because you got to understand the culture of what was happening then. It wasn't like it is now where we have, uh, it's pretty commonplace for people to have babies outside of marriage. Uh, for young kids to get uh, pregnant, but that wasn't the case then. So there were so many things that, that Mary could have been considering, like, okay, God, is Joseph even going to want me if I have a baby? He could kill me. He could stone me to death uh, if I have a baby. It, it was so many things to consider, but she said this, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, and be it unto me according to your word. Another reason, uh, another thing Mary could have done, she could have aborted the word because she agreed to it, but she didn't align herself to it. We prevent advancement of the manifested promise when we refuse to align ourselves with the word of God. We abort God's promises when we 
we agree to the word, but we don't align ourselves to the word. Therefore, the word can't be advanced to manifestation in our lives. So we always got to move ourselves to it. And the question is how? Uh, and that was answered in verse 34. It says, how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The Holy Spirit is your answer. Yep, Miss H, God wants us just to depend on him, not, not things, not our jobs, not our spouses. And, and, and here's the thing, even our pastors, I love my pastors. I think I got the best pastors on this side of heaven. I think they hear from God. I, I will follow them as long as they follow God. I just think they are the best. But here's the thing. I can't depend on them to be God in my life. You, My pastors are a resource given to me from God. They are the full reflection of God in the earth to give me spiritual advice and guidance. But I can't make my pastors my God. I got to hear from God myself. So that if I want to live a great life, you can't live your best life always depending on your pastors to give you answers. Number one, it's unfair to them to put them in a position to try to cause them to hear from God about your life all the time about every answer that needs to be done for your life. That is not their job. It is your job to hear from God yourself. And then when you don't know that you're hearing from God or you're clouding your judgment, that's when you go to them. But our pastors are a resource given to us by God to help us become more like God. Absolutely. The Holy Spirit is a plug. We'll do a short, uh, we'll do a short commercial here. So Sunday, Pastor Sean taught a message called the Holy Spirit is the plug. If you have not taken time to hear that message or you don't go to church with us and uh, you didn't know about that message, take time to go to focchurch.com, go to watch and listen and listen to the message called the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost is the plug. It will bless your life. Uh, and so back, so we're, we're back to the, uh, we resume the message. Hearing from God is essential for your life. You got to hear from God for yourself because when you go into those, Mary had to hear God for herself. Gabriel came and told her what God said, but she had to believe that word for herself. And so that's the awesome thing about growing up in Christ and having a great man and woman of God like we have. They challenge you. What did God say? Because if you're not convinced of what God is saying, then you can't produce what God desires for you to produce because you can't agree and align to anything that you don't believe to be true in facts for your own life. Come on, commercial break. Yeah, commercial break real quick. All right, so it's 904. So you're right, uh, uh, Tam, we're placing them in the place of God when we sh we should be hearing from God for ourselves. And so that was just free. Don't don't set your, yourself up that way. You got to hear God for yourself. You have to hear God for yourself. So let's get back real quick. So God isn't new to miracles. And this is this is what we'll finish at. God isn't new to miracles. You got to understand that the wow that we will experience in 2020 
isn't anything new to the spirit. It isn't anything new to God. It isn't anything new to Jesus. Once again, it's your soul that's the new kid on the block. And so just think about it. And so we'll end talking about a few th few miracles. I remember the first message I ever taught. It was uh, came from Ezekiel 37 and when Ezekiel was in the valley of dry bones. And God asked Ezekiel, Ezekiel, can these bones live? And I love Ezekiel's answer because he says, only you know, God. How much would our life change if our answer to God would be, hey, I want you to be a millionaire. Hey, I want you to go get a job that pays you six digits. Hey, I want you to, you don't, cancer doesn't belong to you. Stop saying that's my cancer. Cancer doesn't belong to you. I'm going to, you're healed of cancer. Or can you be healed of cancer? And your answer is, only you know, God. And God says, it's done. How do I know it's done? Because by his stripes, I'm healed. So I'll walk in the manifestation of what the finished product of what God has already done. And so when we ask God, God, only you know, we take us out the picture. And we'll go back to our example from several weeks back uh, where it's not about us. Anyway, we don't have access because of who I am. I have access because of who covers me. It is my union in Christ that gives me access to everything that God has. So you don't even got to look at yourself. Well, God, why would you want to do this for me? Why, God, do you want to bless me? Why do you want to bring me out of poverty? Why do you want to cause my marriage to be whole, God? But I just seen yesterday, it ain't about you, baby. It's about the fact that you are united with Christ and Christ covers you. And when God looks at you, he sees his son, Jesus. And so the Holy Spirit's job is to be the solution in your life so that you can have an answer to every question. You can have an answer to every, there is no situation that can present itself in your life that the Holy Spirit don't already have an answer to. He is the plug. He is the connection. He is the one that has every single thing you need lives on the inside of you. Right now, you have, every, if you were ever in school, you remember back in the day, the teacher had the answer key. And so you would take a test and the teacher would just take the answer key and she would just score your test. Well, you got the answer key living on the inside of you willing to give you the answer to every question that the test of life demands and you don't ever have to fail. I don't, praise the Lord, I don't ever have to fail because I have the solution living on the inside of me whispering in my ear the correct answer, the correct reaction, the correct plan, the correct pathway, the correct way to do it every single time. I am never without solutions. And that's what Mary realized. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant. Be it unto me according to your word. God, you want me to be a millionaire. You want me to, to fund the kingdom of God. Be it unto me according to your word.
father, you want me to have a good marriage? Right now, it looks real toe up. Right now, I can't stand the person I'm living with. I don't like her. She don't like me. But you said it'll work out. So bid unto me according to your word. Because only you know, Father, that it'll work. So Holy Ghost, thank you for guiding me. Thank you for bringing me into alignment to what God has said is a finished work for my marriage. So I thank you that I walk in perfect peace concerning my marriage and I align myself and I be quiet when God says be quiet. I buy a gift when God says buy a gift. I give a hug when God says give a hug. I go to counseling when God says go to counseling. Because that's what alignment looks like. Alignment is your yes to obey what God has instructed. God's not new to miracles. God is not new to miracles. God is not, you should just tell yourself that. God is not new to miracles. Jesus is not new to miracles. The Holy Spirit isn't new to miracles. And because he causes me to know the things of God, I am not new to miracles. Being wild is a daily occurrence in my life that I expect because I walk in alignment with the Holy Spirit. Because here's the thing. The more I'm aligned with the Holy Ghost, the more the kingdom manifests itself. It ain't just about you. It's about the kingdom. So the more I look like God, the more the kingdom can be produced in this earth and people will know God. That's why the Bible says the sun, the earth is in earnest expectation for the manifestation of the sons of God. Where are the people who walk and say, look, get out your bed and walk again. Where, where, are, the, where are the people who are bold enough to say, look, that depression, we declare that falls off you now in the name of Jesus. Where, where are we? Where are we? Why? Because we think that the things on this earth is bigger than our God, but it's not. The Holy Spirit has a solution to everything. Coronavirus, COVID-19, Budweiser virus, Miller Lite virus, whatever else virus you want to call it, the Lord has a solution. The fact I'm healed, I'm whole. Now, part of alignment means confessing the word, but the other part is you wash your hands. I mean, let's, let's not get so spiritual that we take out the practical. Wash your hands. Don't be out shaking everybody's hand. Don't be out giving everybody hugs. Don't be traveling to China right now. Unless the Lord told you to. There's a practical side to walking in the spirit. And so sometimes we get so super spiritual that we don't even do the basics of washing your hands. The Holy Ghost didn't have to tell you to call her back when she called you at one in the morning. You knew that wasn't a call uh, to go out for lunch. That, ain't nothing good happening at 1 a.m. Don't, don't answer the call. Put your phone on silent. Select a few contacts that you know if they call, you need to answer. And that booty call don't need to be one of the contacts. So there's a lot of things that we can do practically. If you know if you know you like like porn, if you know you like crack, 
hey, don't be on the internet all times of night and don't go to the crack house. So there are some practical things that we could do. Wash your hands, yeah, Dad. There are some practical things that we could do that 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 we just overlook because at the end of the day, if we if we honest with ourselves, we don't want the Holy Ghost to talk to us because we like the filth that we live in. We don't even understand how I would live without having some form of drama in my life. How would I exist without the pain? I don't know what life looks like without pain. So you're so afraid of living life without pain that you won't even believe God that you can be set free. You, so, you have had drama in your life so much that you, you're afraid to see what life looks like if you didn't have drama. You and your spouse done fuss so much that you don't even know what normal looks like because arguing and, and going off on each other has become your new normal and you're afraid. You don't even want to move that way. And we, if we just honest with God, he can help us. God, you know what? Look, I like the dirt I do, but I know it doesn't please you. So Holy Spirit, help me out. Don't lie to God. He already know you like doing it. He already know you like the strip club. He already know you, you, you like spending the money when he told you to do something else with you. He already know you like to lie. I mean, you lie for no reason. You, I mean, it's like, hey, is it sunny outside? Yeah, it's 100 degrees outside. No, it's just 72 degrees. But you be lying for no reason because that's all you ever known and to not lie brings great fear because you don't know who you'll be without a lie. So Father God, help us to overcome even those things that we like. And if you're real with God, God will help you to overcome some things. He'll help you overcome some things. So it's 915. So that's perfect, perfect time. And so perfect time. Because here's the thing I love about God. And I'm not sure why we think we can trick God. God knows all your ish. And he still loves you. God knows all your ish. But he still loves you. God knew your ish before he ever created the earth. God knew your ish before universes were ever formed. God knew your ish when it was still bored in darkness among the earth. And he saw it. Embraced it. And still chose to create Eden and Adam so that you could get here. God is not concerned about your ish. He just wants you to live your best life. He just wants you to live your best life. And the only reason your ish gets in the way is because you let it because God's already done with it. He don't even see your ish no more. God don't even see your sin no more. Whatever. And sin is just, uh, sin is just missing the mark. So don't be caught up with like people that's doing all the crazy stuff. If you've ever missed the mark, you've sinned. And God ain't worried about that. He even says in his word, he says, let us reason together. Remind me of what I told you you can have. And so that I can prove that you're right. So Ralph, remind me of how I said that I'm just and faithful to forgive you. Remind me of how I said that I've come that you may have an abundant life and that life more 
have a life and that life more abundantly. Remind me of how I said that I'll teach you how to get wealth. Remind me of how I said I'll give you a new mind in Christ Jesus. Remind me of how I said that you are the righteousness of God and that I've made you just. Remind me of what I said you are and let me prove you right because he doesn't care about that stuff. So we disqualify ourselves because we care when the Holy Spirit does it, when God does it. I'll see y'all comments. <laughs> Dad, you silly. So God doesn't care about that. He wants you to live your best life. So simply say, yes, God, be it unto me according to your word. Even when you don't understand, you don't have to understand. All God needs for you is to agree, to consent, to, to come into the same opinion with God. That's what he needs. God, I consent to what you suggested. That's what we did with salvation. Perfect example. God, you said that I had to say this prayer. Uh, and and, and uh, <laughs> y'all come in some fun. You have to, I have to accept you as Lord of my life and believe in my heart that Christ raised you from dead and I'll be saved. God, I consent. I agree to what you suggested. Now, I align myself, I come into agreement with that because then I accept the Holy Spirit in my life to cause that the fruit of my life will begin to look more like you. I say yes to your way, God. I, I, I move, I make a shift to a new position so that I am aligned with God. And so that's, you, you know what it looks like. We just got to practice it, especially on those things that we feel like are big. The houses, the cars, the money, the the cancer. Cancer is no bigger than the coming cold of God. God God has healed it all. He has healed it all. It, it's already done. I mean, he's healed it all. It, you've already been healed. All of it is already done. And so we just got to say, bid unto me according to your word, God. Only you know. And do like Mary did. No word from God will ever fail. I'm your humble servant. Be it unto me according to what you have said. So that's the word for tonight. Be it unto me according to what you have said. And we'll talk about the Holy Spirit later uh, in the upcoming one of these Bible studies upcoming because he, the Holy Spirit is an extremely important uh, person in your life to, to live like God. You can't live like God without the Holy Spirit. And I think I saw a couple of people, Holy Ghost, please come into my life. Ask the Holy Spirit to come into your life. Uh, because in the old days, the Holy Spirit was, was with Adam and Eve. And when they sinned, the Holy Spirit had to depart out of them. And so the God has been trying to get the Holy Spirit back. That's why he sent Jesus. Because in the Old Testament, those sacrifices they gave, it gave them the ability for the Holy Ghost to come on them for a little while. But those sacrifices were temporary. But baby, when Jesus died, he was the perfect sacrifice. It gave the Holy Ghost the ability to indwell within our hearts for eternity and never have to depart. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus made us perfect. And now you got the ability for the Holy Ghost to dwell on inside of you, giving you the solution to everything that you need. So God bless y'all. Thank y'all for joining me. Thank y'all for hanging in there uh, with me. I'm trying to 
do right by April said, quit just looking at your watch. So I just teach whoever get off, get off. But I love you guys. I, I, I love you. I love you so much. And I pray that that each of us experience the, the best life possible, the abundant life that God calls us to live, the life that's full to the overflow, not just in, in money, not just in health, but in every area of our lives, we should expect that it overflows and oozes and drips so that people will always be asking, what in the world is going on in your life? And it will give us the opportunity to share how good our God is. It will give us the opportunity to, to explain how the kingdom is designed to impact your life. So be blessed. If I could pray for you, inbox me. Um, I'd be happy to pray for you. Uh, we probably will talk about the Holy Spirit next week, but I really encourage you to, another commercial towards the end, uh, to go and listen to the message. The Holy Ghost is the plug. Uh, go listen to that. Uh, go back and listen to Surprises and Solutions by, uh, by Bishop and by Pastor Edwin. Go listen to that. Spend time in the Word because here's the thing. Create a new environment for you that will empower you to be your best. And so... You guys know, remain grateful, stay hungry, remain grateful, be grateful for where you are, but stay hungry for more because the more we have, the more that we can bless people. The more we have, the better we make the kingdom look. The better health we are in, the better God looks. So so be blessed, have a great week, uh, send your prayer request to me. And if you don't have a church home, please join us at 2737 North O Wire Road in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Uh, service starts at 10 a.m. Uh, so we, ex we expect to see you there. If you can't join us physically, feel free to join us uh, virtually. Uh, Fellowship of Champions Church will be going live uh, at 10 a.m. So love you guys. Have a great night. And thanks for hanging in there with me. Uh, if you need anything, feel free to inbox me. Have a great rest of the week.